I don't know, certain foods are have that like preservative that makes you want to whatever it is that they inject in there. Whatever they're yeah. doing with the refried beans. I mean, I want to say keep it up, but I don't Who know. Knows? Those yeah. were also like uh, really questionable right out of the can because they stayed in the form of the can. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I liked about it. Even even the ridges of the can were it was just like a gel. It was like getting cranberry sauce out of the can. Yeah. It stayed exactly in the form of it. I don't think beans should do that. Really? Yeah, really. This is, <laughs> even if they're refried. Yeah. This is getting more and more suspect as the days go on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it. It's you know crazy. There's I, I wonder if. Do you feel like it's becoming, did you ever see that Futurama episode where Fry eats the like tuna sandwich and he has like these worms inside of him that are like making him better? Oh, do you yeah. think maybe that's the beans? Like, do you feel like you can run faster? I don't know, Maria. Am I a better man? You're the same. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You good. You're all right. You good. Hey. <laughs> I'm not gonna write a letter. <laughs> he hasn't tried running. Who? So. Who would she write a letter? I know that's the saying, but I just love that she she would. Who would she send it out to? Dear men, I got one. I got a good one. <laughs> just write a letter to pen pal. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy. They'll know where to like. send it. I just want to address it to the magistrate. I don't even know where it would go, but oh, yeah. the uh, dear magistrate, cash is good. Would work really well. It get it would get to the right place. Yeah, some guy in an office is gonna read it and be like, "Well, that's wonderful." <laughs> yeah, that made my day. Yeah, I like beans too. Yeah, the magistrate sounds like a real wimp. Never mind. Uh, uh, excuse me. He sounds like that because his dick is so big that it yeah. drags <laughs> drags his voice. Yeah, he looks so. like any Disney prince, but he sounds like that. Uh, yeah. That's why he's by its voice. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine him looking like Gaston. Well, speaking of voices that I know we're inevitably going to get into, let's jump into it. Oh, yeah. everybody! Once again, I have a time crunch. So let's spend all the time talking about things that don't matter. So great. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bloody Podcast. I'm your host, Maria Felix, along with Lori Roggenkamp and our resident guest, Cash Abdumalik. Hi. Hi. Hello. Today, we are talking about the Italian Mafia, and I'm actually going to start an ongoing series that I am dubbing the Godmother Series for all the women that are in the Italian and Sicilian Mafia and all of the subsects thereof. You're breaking my heart. Yeah, that's probably what they say a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Fine, if that's a what you want to do. <laughs> no, I am not mad. I am not yeah. mad. Uh, the old school Italian passive aggressiveness. Oh, yeah. But then also add mafia, so it's like murder. It's like, I'm not mad. Well, you sent somebody to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I am not mad. Yeah. Not, I don't know what accent I'm doing. I'll, we'll get there throughout. Well, yeah. hey, it's going to be a hodgepodge for sure. Yeah. So I'm starting off with Pupeta Maresca. And before we begin the story of Pepeta, I'm going to give a very brief explanation of a portion of the Italian mafia because it is so convoluted. 
Uh, and it's it obviously still ongoing. And they don't, it's not like they're writing their history books about what's going on in the mafia, <laughs> you know? So no. a lot of it, you kind of had to piecemeal over centuries of Italian mafia activity. So anyway, to put it very roughly, the Italian mafia is comprised of a lot of feuding families and clans. There's Cosa Nostra, also known as the Sicilian Mafia, the Indrangheta, the Sacra Corona, the Camorra, and more. Within those organizations are even more subsets of clans. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Did did you hear a rumbling on your end, Lori? No. I oh. honestly legit thought you guys were laughing at the word clans. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys have it. You know? I don't want to. <laughs> I, I can't get Cash's stomach. Just making noise over here. <laughs> it's, it, wants, it wants some beans. It yeah. does. My beans. <laughs> That's how I imagine. You know, I imagine your stomach is like a very like valley girl. Like, I want some beans. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's a feisty bitch. I want some yeah. fucking Mexican food. She's yeah. Fucking cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> I want some ray fried beans, okay? Get back to the mafia stuff. <laughs> so within those organizations are even more subsets of clans who control territories throughout Italy and now control worldwide. Interestingly, the territories recognized as being controlled mostly lie in the south of Italy. Even though there is now proof that mafiosos have hands in northern parts of Italy, like Venice and Madrid, conservatives of the region become immediately heated at the suggestion that organized crime has moved north into their neighborhood, which is oh. ridiculous. Hmm. I'm so shocked that a conservative would deny what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so I just weird. imagine Beverly Hills-ish type of Italians being like, oh, we don't have that here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. What, they're, that's what they're like. Yeah. Yeah, they get very upset and they're like, no, 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 that stays in the south of Italy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And either way, and this is just me from my own perspective talking, it's still in your country. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's the south or the north of Italy. So just fucking deal with it. Do something yeah. about it. But, yeah. you know, it's I'm a, not Italian. It's Look, it's a whole pride thing. Italians, we could we could have a whole podcast on the stupidity of Italian pride. <laughs> and I just I think that's what this should be called, the stupidity of Italian pride and then just alienate everybody. But yeah, it's a whole pride thing. Yeah. So today, we will be focusing mostly on the Camorra, who are headquartered in the Italian region of Campania. They've been there since the 17th century and are run by capos, also known as boss, who control independent clans. So that's different from most of what you'll see in, like, say, the Sicilian mafia or even the American-Italian mafia, where it's, it's, it's a hierarchy. Because of this lateral structure, they are very prone to having feuds all the time because <laughs> they're <laughs> always, it's always tiny families fighting with each other. Their business is focused on drug trafficking, racketeering, counterfeit, and money laundering. So, you know, it's a pretty typical yeah. mafia business. Also, they, drapery. That's a big one. That's a big <laughs> one. 
<laughs> the curtains, they are the best. Yeah. You're going to meet Vinny over at Pier 1 Imports. You're going to some very good drapes. Yeah. You're going to go over the windows. Don't ask any questions. Yeah. I also think, I also have no idea, and I've never known what racketeering is, but I always imagine shady people handing each other fucking tennis racket. <laughs> Which is not what it is. Yeah. But man, I, I can see that. And it's bottomed out, and it's just a bunch of like cocaine in the in the the handle of it. Ah. No, 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 it's just rackets. It's just rackets. Oh, just rackets. It's just <laughs> dealing in high end rackets, or just yes, generic yeah. just high end okay. right. knockoff high end. Right. That would that's what it would be. I always imagine racketeering as somebody running through like the streets with one of those giant foam number one fingers. <laughs> And and just screaming and like slapping cops with it. That's what yeah. I imagine racketeering That's is. What you imagine That's racketeering. yeah. <laughs> you should be a professor. Uh, I, <laughs> I love that. I you know what, Cash? I think I think your ultimate comedic goal should be to develop a crime syndicate that just deals in rackets, and then you will be charged for racketeering. Whoa, 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 whoa! I think you said enough. <laughs> I got a lot of people listening right now just like motherfucker shut up. <laughs> so the Camorra currently have strong connections in Spain and allies with the Sicilian mafia, the Albanian mafia, the Nigerian mafia, and the South American drug cartels and the Islamic state to name Ooh. a few of their current allies. Wow. wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the the mafia is worldwide now. Okay, they're not just in Italy; they're all over. I mean, there's a Polish, there's a Polish mafia. Yeah, it's nice that people, you know, crime, politics, anything. It's nice when people come together. You know, I like that people are working together. Yeah, Seriously. I do too. That's nice. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really comforted that that the Islamic State and the Italian American mafia are. Probably also in cahoots, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no, you just can't. You can't have both sides. You can't have like, oh, my brother was in nine eleven, and also, you know, like, oh, my buddy Ahmed. <laughs> it's very true. To be fair, that's also what living in New York is pretty much. <laughs> you know, it's like those motherfuckers. I ain't doing for real. You good? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's fine, and I'm not saying don't be friends with them, but, you know, maybe he's not a part of the Islamic State. Exactly. They I, do uh, inherently hate everything mm-hmm. that Italian and Italian-American pe- uh, mob, mob families would stand for. Pretty, pretty much all of it. It's all about consumption and capitalism. So That is that- very true. I like to uh, probably, you know, and it's probably a fact that everybody involved in this is just very hypocritical. No, 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 no. Okay, you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm shocked that people in a crime syndicate are rationalizing bad behavior. That's, woo, what? <laughs> are you telling me that they're not on the up and up? <laughs> now, Pupetta was born January 19th, 1935, as the daughter of Camorista Vicenzo Maresca, who controlled the town of Castellamar di Stablia, south of Naples. His crime, his crime family were known as the Lampetieri, 
And they might be saying all these words wrong. So if you know Italian, somebody out there, let me know. Because I think I'm doing a great job, but who fucking knows? Well, <laughs> I think you sound great. I can't see your hand gestures, so I'm not 100% sure. If They're 100% it. there. Okay. There's, right. I'm holding spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a loaf of French, of, a, of a Italian bread that she hits me with once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So the lampetielli means the lightning knives, which was Ooh. in reference to their use of switchblades. Cool. Yeah. At the time, they made most of their revenue through contraband cigarettes. Mm. Pupetta was the only girl of four brothers and was tiny, pretty, and spoiled, giving her the nickname Pupetta, which means little doll. Her first real name was, holy shit, I forgot to write it down. <laughs> that was her first name? Yeah. Dumb. All right, guys, I'm going to go. I'll see you. I'll see you later. Jesus. That was that was my contribution to the show. I'm gonna go. You're officially a father now, Lori. Oh. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Jesus. Oh man. Oh. That's a pretty name. So her first real name is Asunta. Oh, what is do you know what it stands for? Or sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Asunta, I don't know. I'm not going to uh, go through looking it up right now. But uh, Asuncion in, is a thing in Spanish, which means to rise. So I'm assuming it has something to do with that. At the age of 19, she won a beauty contest and became Miss Rovegliano, which was a suburban village uh, of Naples. Soon after, she was courted by mob boss Pasquale Simonetti. Pasqual, known as Pascalone, which means big Pasqual because he was a big guy, was born into a poor family before he made his way into the dark world of crime by falsifying ration books for food. So back then, they had these books that provided ration stamps for families post-war. And you had to ration out your stamps and make sure you had enough stamps for the month to survive, basically. Oh, okay. So what he did is, ones. what's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. He's making counterfeit ones. He's making counterfeit ones so that, you know, you could just buy some more goddamn stamps because Smart. they're rationing out food. They also forced, quote unquote, protection onto shopkeepers and peasant farmers, you know, standard mafia fare. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and set whatever price they wanted for that. Pasquale was actually known as a kind and charismatic leader by the people, which they always say that the people, the people always are always like, yeah, he killed like 200 people, but he was a kind man. Yeah. They always say that about the t- mob bosses. I don't really know how they, where they stand with this, but whatever. They do do that. Remember yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the, the end of the Gotti movie starring John Travolta. <laughs> yes. which was, by the way, if you haven't seen that movie, holy shit. Watch Tremendous. It, it's horrible. I couldn't, um, I could not get past five minutes of it. No, it's really like, bad. It's it really is, bad. It is atrocious. But at the end of the movie, all the people in the community where John Gotti lives were just like, oh, he was the fucking best. You know, he always came in. He was good to us. Oh, John Gotti. God love John Gotti. Yeah. It's, like, it's that same duality of like, yeah. you know, um, it's the same duality that kind of runs all of uh, mafia where it's like you have to be a family man. You have to be a good man, but you're also... S- Somehow a ruthless killer. I mean, whatever. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
what's his face in uh, uh, Pablo? Well, I forgot his name, but Escobar. He, yeah, Pablo Escobar. I mean, he was mm-hmm. he's beloved. He's viewed as like uh, like a hero by some, and then other people are like, oh, he was kind of he was an asshole, and he killed a bunch of people. <laughs> They're like, yeah, well, it's, it's the same cool. duality in in yeah. Latino culture too, where it's like it's the power that the somehow they remove the the power and the and the cruelness that it takes to be that from yeah. from like him still being like a, a dear old dad. Mm-hmm. Also, I just started following El Chapo's niece on TikTok, so shout out to her. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking nuts. TikTok is crazy. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Did her father or mother also have sex with her boyfriend or fiance? What is that in reference to? All the people on TikTok who've had who've oh. been posting about how they're I found more. I found more people on TikTok who have had their father or mother have sex with their boyfriend, fiance, or husband. Laura, you said that both Maria and I were like, what? <laughs> is that like a that thing? Makes sense, though. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but she just hasn't posted about it yet, so we'll see. Oh, okay. Oh, if who that knows? happens, let me know. That would be a trifecta. so the people of his town often look to him for justice since and this was the case with all mob with all mafia you know organizations Mm -hmm. since state officials including the police were never around and continue to not be around even to this day so they left everyone vulnerable one story about pasquale illustrates this when the villagers had asked him for justice against a young man who had made his girlfriend pregnant and then left her. And Simonetti asked the young man if he preferred spending hundreds of thousands in flowers on his marriage or his funeral. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's one thing about these guys. They always have fucking, they they say shit and it sounds cool. Very good. Like Escobar thing, plato o plumo. It's like fucking, ooh, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm scared. Also following the World War and the retreat of Italian allies, cigarette rationing became a problem in the country. Hmm. Pasquale became one of the major mob bosses with his hand in this trade as well. As a result of all the competition between the clans for top dollar, Pasquale ended up getting arrested and was sentenced to eight years in prison. After serving two years, though, he got out. (laughs) on Christmas of 1954, which is when he met and started falling in love with Pupeta. Nice. They were married in April 1955. And of course, a very traditional big Italian wedding, a fairy tale ceremony that was even attended by Pasquale's rivals, Maisto and Esposito. And so I guess this is... You know, even if you're rivals, you have to go to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has to be like a day of peace because it's like a family wedding. That's like a sac- sacral, like a religious sort of thing, right? I guess. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, we'll see that Esposito is actually his secret rival at the time. Hmm. So he's actually, for about face, he is his ally, his partner. For a short time, fresh out of prison and with a new wife, Pasquale's criminal activity had waned, but soon he wanted back in. And his partner, Antonio Esposito, 
who was also the signed witness at their ceremony, had promised to keep some of the shares of their business safe while Pascual was in prison, but he did not keep his promise. So since both of them thought themselves the leaders of the market district, a war ignited between them. On July 16, 1955, just a little under two months after their marriage, Pascual was shot and killed in broad daylight in the Piazza Mercato, the Naples marketplace. Damn. The police had first assumed it had been a contract hit from the Nuvoleta family, another rival of Pascual. So they did not make a move. Pupeta was devastated. She believed that the police knew exactly who had killed her husband, but had refused to do anything about it. It's funny that she was wrong. Yeah. So yeah, she was wrong. And they didn't know who it was. They would have had it wrong. Ooh. So instead, the now six months pregnant Pupeta and her younger brother Ciro drove to Naples to meet with Antonio Esposito on August 4th. When he got there, Pupeta reached into her purse, pulled out a Smith & Wesson 38, held it tight with both hands, and fired at Esposito. Holy shit! Killing him in broad daylight, just like he had done to her husband. See, now that is revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a boss bitch. Yeah. She was arrested in October for the killing, and the case had already made international headlines. The trial was the first in Italy to have mics installed in the courtroom so the public could listen in. That's amazing. That's funny. During the trial, she declared that if she could, she would do it again. To which the court gallery cheered. That is fucking amazing that people are so behind. I mean, I get it. The idea of like a, a, a especially like a romantic revenge like that. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Cheer on. It's it is like, perfect for the public consumption. Fuck yeah. Wow. I'm on her side for yeah. this one. Absolutely. Yeah. I think everybody's on her side. Yeah. Even the judge. Even the judge was like, all right. I understand. <laughs> I feel like the judge also cheered. He was like, yeah. And he jumped out of his chair with his little legs. Yeah. He's doing a little cabbage patch. He's like, I don't know what this is yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just completely nude down there. So. <laughs> that's how I always felt. When I was a kid, I always felt re- judges were just completely nude under their robes. I still think that. I know yeah. some perverts do that. Yeah, it's just a big toilet seat. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, why do you think we never see them walking with their backs, you know? It's because they're just their butt would be flying out like a hospital gown. Men proposed to Pepeta and musicians wrote songs about her. The newspaper called her the diva of crime. Even Ooh. still, she was sentenced to 18 years, which was later what? reduced to 13 years. She still committed murder. Like, it's not. What do you mean, what? Like, she said, it's still first-degree murder. Did she serve all 13 years? No. Well, she was first sentenced to 18 and then 13. Subsequently, her son, Pasqualiano, was born in prison. Interestingly, she was pardoned in 1965, just short of the 10-year mark for her crime, and was then dubbed Madame Camora by the public. When mm-hmm. she got out, 
she became the lover of another crime boss, Umberto Amaturo, nicknamed Opazzo, the mad one. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> They're just getting better and better. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. Amaturo was a mob boss for the Neapolitan Camorra. His specialty was in cocaine trafficking. There we go. That's all right. <laughs> now we're cooking yeah. with gas. What's the 70s, you know? So like, or is it, sorry, what did I say? 65. 65. It's the 60s and 70s. So the, the cocaine's on the up and up. I got a feeling like if Italy, like crime in the 60s is pretty much the 70s. They're like, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, I'll grow an Afro. Later in 1974, when her firstborn son, Pasquiliano, turned 18, he was abducted and murdered. His killing remains a mystery, but Pupetta suspected and still does that her husband, Umberto, had ordered the hit. Which what? makes sense to me in the, in the sense of uh, he was from another father. And he would have had reason to try to take over the family business and turn it back onto the, oh, shit, what was his last name? The last name of the first guy. Oh. Simonetti's. He probably oh. would have had a way to connect Pasqualzo family and be the new head of whatever whatever crime organization they had and knock out. Umberto's family. So maybe that was why. Maybe the guy was just, he never listened to him because it's not his dad. So they always had a tumultuous relationship. Who knows? But if Pupetta thinks that Umberto did it, then I believe Pupetta. As soon as you mentioned that, that from my understanding of what I've seen of the mob, and I, you know, I mean, that's all Americanized, whatever that I've seen in film and stuff like that. But it does seem immediately that he would just be like, all right, this is my lady. This is her kid. I'll keep him at an arm's length. Because he can try and come for the crown. Yeah. Oh, of course he would do it. Yeah, and they had their own kids. She had born twins from Umber from her marriage from with Umberto. He's never going to love as much as that. Ooh, that makes yeah. sense. Wow. Twin boys or twin girls? It doesn't say. I think it's twin. It's. It might have been one boy, one girl. Because in pictures I have of her, I see her with like a young girl, but it doesn't say. And they might say in Italy, something Italian, but I, I can't, I don't know, I can't find <laughs> So that was 74. In 78, Ciro, Pupetta's favorite brother, was shot, but he lived. Then, by 1982, Pupetta and Umberto had separated. But, being that Maresca was born into a family of crime, this did not mean the end of her criminal activities. That same year, in February, a war broke out between the Nueva Camorra Organizata and the Nuova family. The Nuova Camorra was headed by Rafael Cutolo, a ruthless mob boss who also tried to restructure the Camorras into a hierarchical organization oh. instead of the independent clans they were accustomed to. The NCO, which is the Nueva Camorra Organizata, was so big it provided 200,000 people with employment at the time. Jesus. And they were not friendly with the Sicilian mafia. mafia. But they had, did have other allies, like the Andrangheta. The Marescas, Papetta's family, were part of their rivals, the Nuova fam Familia. Papetta mm -hmm. 
even made an appearance at a press conference during which she denounced Raffaele, since the Marescas opposed attacks he had tried to impose on every case of smuggled cigarettes. It's crazy to me that the families are so prominent and so big that they just have their own press conferences about who they're fighting with. <laughs> it's insane. That is pretty insane. That's <laughs> <laughs> really crazy. I, I mean, though, technically... Showing up today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for getting my messages. Uh, I would like to first say that the other family is a bunch of smelly bastards. <laughs> no, what an accent I'm doing. Yeah, you've been Russian, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're Russian mafia. <laughs> Think that all the Italians smell and that, that caused the war. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for the, the reporters and filmmakers that have to work with the mafia. Because it's oh, like yeah. if, if you mess up like a, a big take, say you mess up like a, a tracking shot, a dolly or something. It's not just like, oh, let's do it again. It's like you might get shot in the foot (laughs) and then still have to do the (laughs) day. Oh, yeah. I would just, I would love for like, like a finicky, like a Terrence Malick or something to have to work for the mafia. (laughs) Yeah. He'd be dead in five seconds. I like Like, the idea that somebody would slip with a boom pole or something like that and actually knock a drink over that you just see 40 heads turn. (laughs) <laughs> and then everybody near him just backs away yeah <laughs> it was ralph oh god oh god yeah a run as a pa with the italian mafia is a lot different <laughs> can i get 55 cappuccinos please <laughs> yeah, yeah although what's great is you just get paid in stacks of money though they just, and it's always by some guy named dom and it's always right at right at the end of your shift. He just pulls it out of his pocket and goes, all right, how much do we give you? <laughs> envelopes upon envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm not. Hey, look, I'm not saying the mafia's bad, but I'm also not saying the mafia's good. So. <laughs> Eventually. The NCO and Nueva Familia joined forces because the law was after them both. And then later on, that de-evolves as well, blah, 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 blah. But that's like a whole nother tangent. Later in 1982, Pepeta apparently got back with Amaturo because they were arrested together. They were charged with the murder of forensic scientist Aldo Semerari, who had helped Amaturo in previous years to escape from prison by feigning insanity. Amaturo managed to escape to Africa and then to South America, while Maresca remained, while Pupetta remained in Italy to face the charges. She served oh. four years in prison for a murder. That's crazy. Four years in prison from 1982 to 1986 before she and Amaturo were acquitted on appeal in 1989 for lack of evidence. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amatuto later confessed to the murder when he decided to become a state witness in 1993. State witness within the mafia, and I think within Italian culture, is called a pentito. Snitch. Rat. I knew it wasn't something good. I knew they weren't going to be like, nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) Popetta is now 85 years old 
and lives alone, supposedly, in Sorrento. But in a letter seized from a raid on Adolfo Greco, who had made a fortune in extortion and controlling the milk markets in the area, they found a letter from Pupeta last year, 2019, where she asked Greco to give her son a job as part of his clan. So, it seems that while Pupeta may have a quieter disposition towards the public now, she is far from removed from the life of organized crime. That would make sense. Mm. Yeah, she's not leaving. She's not going anywhere. No. Especially because she's safe and out and, you know, can, can probably run things on the quiet side. Yeah. She's like, she's retired, you know? Yeah. She's 85. Semi, she's semi-retired. She's semi, yeah. She's semi-retired. She's got, you know, she's got her gardening. She's got her, you know, she's got to watch The View. That's for sure. She, you know. La vista. You know, yeah. She's got her things. Don't so, bother me. I'm watching the 90 Day Fiance. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, you know she's probably like, I I did much more things to get in the country. <laughs> yeah, she has her favorites. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Z. There's at least two films made about Pupeta. The first is La Sefida, which means The Challenge, which was made in 1958, and it focuses on Pupeta and Pasquale. And okay. then there's the 1982 El Caso Popeta Maresca, which I think translates roughly to The Case of Popeta Maresca, which stars Alessandra Mussolini as Popeta. But Popeta did not agree with the film and was able to prevent its broadcast. And it wasn't until, until 12 years later in 94 that the film was screened. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, wow. man. Madame Camorra is very popular in Italian culture, and you can find clips of her on YouTube from her brief stint as an actress in Italy and to clips now where she's on reality talk shows. There's one where it's some kind of, I, I, I won't call it a knockoff because we probably took the idea, but it's like the James Corden in the car, interview in a car yeah. thing. So yeah. there's, there's one of that that's like from like a lot, two years ago. Wow. <laughs> And she's all done up. That's yeah, okay. it looks it looks like her son is like driving her to the airport or something. But they just keep talking and they're filming it the whole time. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of vibe I got. But uh, yeah, it, I don't really know what they're saying, but it sounds fun. <laughs> How does she look? She, she, lo- good? she looks good. She looks good. She has long dyed red hair and a beautiful yeah. fur coat on. You know, like she's she's fine. You Clearly. know, more importantly, she looks comfortable. You know, mm, she looks, looks comfortable. comfortable. And that's yeah. what you want, okay? Your, your husband dies, your children die, but as long as you're comfortable, that's what matters. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Raise hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it just all up in the air? Yeah. yeah. It is. We leave oh. you tonight with a clip of Pupetta singing O Bene Mio from the 1967 film Delito Aposilipo which means crime and posilipo. E quando e quando femme ne te vonne Mai vi che sembe no tu si domi 